are listening to The Recovered Therapist, brought to you by FreshOutOfPlans.com. I'm Jeannie Griffin, and I'll be your host. Instead of focusing on labels, diagnoses, and psychobabble, we keep things honest, simple, and hopeful so that you can grow personally and spiritually. Thank you for joining me. The spiritual life is not a theory. You must take action and live it. So what does that mean? Do I sit in prayer and meditation 24-7? Do I never curse? Do I always present as a borderline spiritual goddess or simply a borderline? No. It's taken me a while to actually put my spirituality into practice, but I have some kind of rituals of things that I teach others to do that helps align your um, thinking and your heart with higher purpose. And by doing that, it raises your level of vibration um, so that you just live from a different perspective. You live from a different place in your head. Um, You live more positively and less filled with negativity. So here are some of the practices that I use that may not sound like putting spiritual life into action, but it really is. And the first thing I do is not beat myself up when I notice that I'm being very negative or am not in a good spot, period. I just say, you know what? I need to get a different perspective. And that's all. Uh, Don't beat yourself up. What good is that going to do? So one of the first things I do is recognize that I'm not in a good spot. And then what do I do? I go outside. I feed a squirrel. I feed a, a crow. I watch an ant. Now, so what? What does that do? Well, you know what? Those little babies live in the present. They go on around just being an ant or being a squirrel, and they're doing kind of what they were programmed to do when this creator created them. They're not sitting there pondering, you know, the higher or the lower aspects of life. They're just in action, just being. They're just being. They are spiritually directed. This energy that created them created them with instincts, and they go with instincts. They don't have a brain like we do. Lucky them. Um, They don't sit around and second-guess themselves. They just go on about being a squirrel. So sometimes that really puts me in the reminder of, you know, trust. Trust and just live in the present. Another thing I do is practice listening and acting on my intuition. Now, don't wait to try to do that when you have something major. I mean, it's like, well, should I sell my home and move to Borneo? Okay, I'm going to try to listen to my intuition and make a decision about that. No, 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 no. Don't start big. Start small. And just, you know, when you're getting ready to look in the refrigerator and figure out what you're going to eat, 
ask your higher self or your higher power or or whatever this thing is that created us just say what would you have me eat today and then listen to your gut so what if it says we'll eat you know 12 candy bars and and three pints of ice cream well maybe you have to do that to discover that boy that gives me a stomach ache and that was not intuition that was the ice cream and sweet tooth inside me that caused me to do that behavior and make that choice. In other words, you'll pay for it sometimes by silly assumptions and discover later that wasn't your intuition. That might have been, you know, your desires. But but listen to them. What should I wear today? Okay, so your eyes go to a certain thing in your wardrobe. Put it on. And as you go through your day, you're going to get affirmations and validation for it. Oh, you look good in that color. Uh, that's a neat shirt. Those are great tennis shoes, whatever it is. Now, who cares? But what you're doing is asking for interaction between the universe and your intuition. See, our first form of communication with the creator or with each other was when we were part of this creator. We are part of the oneness. And it was revelation. We communicated through revelation. We didn't use words. That's why words sometimes are so cumbersome. That's why music is so much better language than words. You know, the music just gets into our soul. That's why a sunset can express so much more than our words. So, you know, I I may get pretty irreverent. I don't so much anymore as I did when I was trying to make contact with this higher power thing or this invisible oneness. And so sometimes I would say, okay, I understand all the stories and and you gave uh, Moses a burning bush. And so I need one too. I need validation that we are able to communicate and that there are helping spirits all around me. Call them angels, call them whatever you want to, but there are uh, maybe your grandmother who passed away when you were 10 or whatever. But there, there is energy that is around us that is wanting to help guide us, wanting to help direct us, wanting to help talk to us. They just don't live in a human body anymore. So once you, once you start asking for communication between these beings on the other side of the veil... They get all excited, yeah. And and the more they show you things. I was at a meeting the other day and we decided to change the time. And so the leader of the meeting said, okay, next time we're gonna be meeting at 10 instead of nine. And um, another member of the group said, I don't know, I haven't gotten confirmation from the venue. So let's not prematurely tell people to come at, nine, at, at 10 instead of nine. And I mean, not three seconds later, he said, wait, I just got an email. And at that moment, the email came from the venue saying, we've approved your 10 o'clock time. Well, the whole meeting started laughing because it call it synchronicity, call it accidents, call it coincidence. When you start asking the universe to provide you with confirmation and validation, Boy, you are going to get it right and left, and your intuition will be validated. So you'll be able to follow those signs and breadcrumbs like Hansel and Gretel did so that you know your way home. 
Another practice, spiritual practice, is to leave things better because you've been there. So if you are in a group, did, did all you do is whine and complain? You didn't leave them any better because you were there. Or were you helpful or kind, uh, fun, pleasant? Oh, another thing is practicing compassion. Ooh, we can practice judgment, but practice compassion. And sometimes for me, if I really can't feel it, sometimes I just keep my mouth shut. At least I'm not spreading, you know, the judgment. And the last one I'll give you for today, there are so many more, is avoid your mistakes. Yeah, well, if you can't, admit them. Admit them. Admit that you made a mistake and then make changes. Don't just keep going through life saying, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and then never change anything. Then sorry becomes really hollow. But make a change. Take responsibility and say, okay, I admit, I uh, made a mistake there. I hurt you. I made a bad choice, whatever it is. And then change your behavior. I talk about a lot more of those in my new book called Leading with Legacy. And it's available on Amazon, Leading with Legacy. It's a collection of inspiring women paving the way. And I'm one of 20 women who were chosen to be in this book. So get it on Amazon, or you can get it on my website at freshoutofplans.com. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to The Recovered Therapist, where we keep topics honest, simple, and hopeful. I love you. There's not a damn thing you can do about it. Until next time.